What's up and welcome to another episode of the Grindline Podcast. This is episode 38, the Tommy McCollum episode. How are you boys doing tonight? Uh, fantastic. Watching awful hockey at its finest. I sense some sarcasm in that, um, Ryan. Mildly, you might be right. <laughs> no, man. Still can't score. The game Greg, is how are you doing? Uh, I mean, we, we're about to lose the fourth game in a row to start the season, so uh, not great. Our leading goal scorer is now Nick Jensen. <laughs> and that, wah, wah, that wraps up. That's in a, That will culminate the entire season for us. Wow. That was like that was like grandma's trying to score a goal there. That they had like five chances. If you guys don't know, we are recording uh, at the end of this Toronto Maple Leafs debacle that they've kind of gotten dominated in. But we'll, uh, Greg, I want to kick it off to you to get it started here. So tonight, what we're going to talk about is uh, we got a few topics. We're going to get this in tonight. The Detroit Red Wings have put black seat covers on all the seats at Little Caesars Arena. We're also going to talk about the first few games of the season, and we're going to give some player impressions. Um, so far, players that stand out. We might touch a little bit about uh, some really, really, really dumb conversations we've been having on social media about hmm. Anthony Mantha. Uh. So, yes, the Red Wings, uh, they were talking about replacing. They put on, I think, 97-1 reported it earlier last week uh, that the Red Wings were talking about replacing the seats in LCA with black seats. They said their their reasoning for it was so that the empty seats didn't distract the players. We all know it's so that the empty seats don't distract the TV audience. Even though it's a sellout game every night, the people don't necessarily show up. So they tweeted out a picture earlier of the black seat covers on and I'm not going to lie, they look pretty sharp. What do you think, Ryan? I mean, it's not awful, but I think it's because you can still see red on the seats. So that's why I'm a little bit impartial to how the black seat covers look. But however, I'm looking at a picture from the home opener with the red seats. It's just, it, to me, it, it's not the same. I mean, your team is red. The Pistons, apparently, they're the ones bitching about this. They're still red. You have that aura of the arena showing that you're there to support that team there in red. So I want to know who started that whole Pistons are bitching about it the thing because I didn't read anything about the Pistons bitching no, about it. No, me either. Me either. I didn't. I think see it's a, a cover that Fox Sports Detroit threw out there to make it look like there's multiple reasons. And I mean, by Fox Sports Detroit, I mean Illich or whoever the freaking Red Wings but brass. The, is the, the Pistons don't it. have the Pistons don't have black in their colors either. No. No, they're blue and red. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Both teams, their primary color is red. Yeah, I, don't I think get it. black makes the stadium look nice, though. Honestly. So I don't have a problem with it. Well, I like the black with the red, the red seat bases. That so I, I don't, I don't have an issue with it. it. To me, it looks good. But if you were gonna do, you should just done that from the beginning. Yeah. Why did all of the seats need to be red? Why did everything have to be red? Maybe it's a little three and a half million dollars to do this. Is that how much it costs for seat covers? That, no, just to for the actual changing of the seats. What are they going to oh, do with the old ones? No idea. Well, I, I think they're going to keep the covers. I don't think they're actually going to change all the seats no, out. They are changing no, them. Yeah, they are changing them. They're fully changing them. That was the yeah. plan. They're starting in, in like mid to late December and doing a full the entire stadium change out. 
how they're gonna have to do it in like two days no they're gonna do it like a gradual change unless they wait until why don't they just wait till all-star break then and do them all during all-star break why did they sign Franz Nielsen and Justin advocated a long deal, high paying terms. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't make the decisions. (laughs) Well, can I just throw my two cents out there? Yeah, go ahead. And then we'll stop talking about these dumbass seats. Yeah. So like, I, like I said, I mean, from the beginning, I like going to opening night last year, the first game ever there, our first regular season game ever there. Like it was evident right away that they were just like way too bright, like way too bright. Like the red, it was like almost even more bright than the uniform. And like the more I watched the games on TV, the more I was like, well, why don't they just, why didn't they just make these like a dark red or like a, a maroon color like or Joe even Lewis like a red. gray, like yeah. Joe Lewis red. Exactly. The red with the white, or if you didn't want to do the red with the white, go like, a Montreal, like a darker red. Like, why did you have to do this outstanding, bright-ass red that, you know, didn't even really go with the team, I don't think. So uh, that was stupid from the beginning, I thought. And then the other thing is like, well, okay, so you should have just, like you said, should have just done it from the beginning and you wouldn't have this problem. Now you have to put seat covers on, which actually looked pretty good, by the way, with the red bottom and, you know, so whatever. I mean, I guess they're just seats, and and it does look a lot less empty, though. I will say that on TV tonight. Yeah, someone online said again. they. Someone <laughs> online said they should have just screen printed people on the back of the seats <laughs> to make it look full. But yeah, I think uh, I think that that it'll look good, but they should have just done it from the beginning. I yeah. totally agree. By the way, what with what Mickey Redmond said. Matthews is <laughs> might be the next 50 goal scorer in the National Hockey League. Eh. The going, I mean, yeah, he just scored again on the power play. Ninth goal already. That's what happens when you surround your star players with talent. Oh, just weird. saying. So the first few games of the season uh, have gone by Columbus, LA, uh, and then Anaheim, and now Toronto, and we're going to be 0-4, which, if you think about it, we probably could have won the Columbus game. Uh, yep. I don't think we were winning the LA game, and I think we could we could have won the uh, Anaheim game. That could have been seven to nothing that game. So this this Toronto game, there was no way we were winning. So the first few games, is it turning out the way you expected it to turn out so far, or are you surprised we have two points? No, I mean, I thought that they would be a little, they would have a little bit more results, but I mean, they're being competitive. This Toronto game, I mean, they're being outshot 32 to 19 and they're still keeping the game, you know, rather close as all the Leafs are are not playing that great either. But uh, I mean, it's sort of the game, the way I would expect it to go. Hopefully they can get a win on Saturday against Boston because I'm going to be there and I'm going to be trying to break my streak of i think it's eight games that i've seen in the regular season that they haven't won there so pretty soon i'm not going to be allowed to go there i'm surprised you're not according to you guys yeah you shouldn't be going there anyway yeah, you shouldn't right. be living in boston you're like a giant trader already <laughs> so, ryan what are your impressions of the first few games uh they're going as i expected i would say they've played better I think overall than I was expecting, but at the same time, they are showing how young they are for one and really just how bad they are at the other end of things. 
Like they looked great, but then all of a sudden, boom, you got Mantha just standing there flat footed at the blue line getting burned and there's a goal. You've got your rookie defenders both puck watching and all of a sudden there's somebody backside getting a backdoor goal. So it's they've provided sparks and hopes, but they just don't have that pure goal scoring touch that I mean, yeah, it was just Zetterberg, but he was finishing goals that they're not finishing right now. Anthony CU can't catch a damn break and it's just it's more frustrating to watch overall than happy there's been flashes of greatness it's exciting still to watch because of how much they're and how fast they're flying around the ice but they just can't do it yeah this season at yeah. the is riley shan 2.0 and he can't buy himself a goal that's <sighs> I, I mean breakout in the anaheim game he had at least three open nets and could not hit one yep it's, it's insane thomas yeah, van is also invisible on the ice he has been, but he's still been making some great plays out there. It's been better tonight. Yeah, but I think that moves us into our player impressions and the people that have stood out. And, of course, I mean, Athanasiu has stood out, but not for a good reason. Uh, it's because he literally cannot put a puck in the net after it, his insane preseason, where he did great. He just can't He can't buy himself a goal. And the other person that's kind of stood out to me that, that shows that he's – matured a little bit and and got a little bit more solid play joe hicketts have you seen joe hicketts clear out the front of a net Mm -hmm. better than erickson yeah joe hicketts half the size of erickson twice the power so the other person who stood out to me so far is tyler bertuzzi uh you could put bertuzzi on any line and he's he's oh he's so good his he had the prettiest goal of the season so far Mm -hmm. what are some of your guys' standouts do you want me to go first, or you want to go, Ryan? I'll, I'll go real quick. I'll get my uh, frustration out of the way. Every every veteran that's making more than $3 million is my highlight so far of being just straight hot fucking garbage. <laughs> and it's being led in, in due process by uh, Justin Advocator, who literally could get pressured by snow on the ice and turn the puck over right now. He did it the other night against Anaheim with the most incredible pass off the back of the net to a direct turnover. He's done it again tonight, which led to a goal. It's just, I don't understand. And they finally got one. No, it's just everyone that's not, that's younger is doing what we would expect and scoring goals. They're making plays happen. Like Anthony C.U. Bertuzzi, how you just talked about it. looks like Bertuzzi might've just scored again. Freaking Helm is actually of the group that's <laughs> aged is actually playing well. So is Glenn Denning, which unfortunately is giving them more ice time, even though they're not freaking scoring at all. I think Rasmussen has looked pretty good. I mean, the young guys are doing what we're hoping they're doing, and that's playing hard, but it's just not amounting to wins right now. And that's the frustrating piece. Tyler, who are you guys so far? Yeah, I, I would. I mean, just like by watching and and not really looking at stats, because I mean, it's it's really kind of early in the season to be looking at stats and crazy stuff like that, unless you're Austin Matthews right now. Um, but just from a eye test standpoint, I would say Larkin has really stood out. You can just tell he's gotten better. His vision's much better. It looks like he's 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 getting better at slowing the game down. Athanasiu is the same kind of thing except he can't buy a goal right now he mm-hmm. looks good at the center position um on defense i mean guys that you know i never would have thought would have even made this team was libor sulak but besides the fucking penalties the guy has been really good you know he's fast he's got a decent shot 
Um, Chalosky before he got hurt, you know, he's, he's been playing good. The young defense have been a great, great addition to the team. Now they, I know that they haven't been the greatest defensively, but I mean, they're doing a better job than Cronwall and Erickson were. And, and you know, those guys and Xavier Ouellette and, and those type of guys. So I think, I think all in all, that's been positive. They just need to find a way to put the puck in the fucking net. I, I think that's the biggest issue right now. I think you guys would agree. Oh yeah. Yeah. If they would have scored, I mean, if all the if all the chances that they had, if even half the chances they've had so far would have gone in, they would have won the Anaheim game and they'd be winning right now in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, they're back good goal. Fourth yeah. Now. So it's I mean Bertuzzi, of course. Bert's like I said, Bert is a top he's a top six player. He'll play on your first line, play on your second line, no problem. Why what I don't know is why they start Ablocator on the top lines at all. They Ablocator. love Ablocator. They love Justin And I don't Ablocator. get it. I don't understand yeah, why. Well, they've got a boner for local players. That's why. And I don't understand yeah, well. what, what it is with it because it's if they're not good, they're not good. Get rid of them. And Ablocator, I mean, paid a ridiculous amount of money. Can Stick I, them on the fourth line. Can I throw one other guy out there, too, that, yeah. that I thought was buried? I thought this guy was done. Like, I thought – there was no chance this guy was going to play much better this year. Danny DeKaiser has looked better. I, I don't know if he's faster. It looks like he's he, he's worked on his skating in the offseason because he looks way faster out there. I don't know defensively how he's looked because, like I said, I mean, the, I'm in I'm in the middle of baseball playoffs, so it's been it's been really tough to watch every single moment of every single game when they're you know intertwined. Um, but it, it, from the moments that I've looked. It, Danny DeKaiser has looked pretty good. Am I wrong at that assessment? Or? He uh, has looked bad, so I would say you're pretty strong. Way better than last year so far, anyways. So, I would never use the word good to describe Danny DeKaiser's play. <laughs> uh, but DeKaiser has been average. Uh, he hasn't been bad. And I think that's because of the injuries. He hasn't had to play with Erickson. Bingo. And he hasn't had to play with Cronwall. So, you're getting him with someone who's actually semi-competent. And he can be okay when he's with someone who's semi-competent. He tried to fight today. That was hilarious. I missed that. I was on my way home, but I heard it on the radio. Yeah, it was. <laughs> he, he hugged his opponent to death. But it was, he can do okay if you put him with other people who are also okay. So it's when you put a, a defenseman with a bad defenseman, of course they're going to drag them down and make it look like everything's their fault. Well, yeah, they're trying to make up for him. And I, I think to, to that point, Tyler, um, Jensen has really looked a lot yeah. better starting out this year. And I think part of that might have to do with how well his world championship went. I thought he was great there because he was actually I mean, with better players, obviously, but they let him open the play up more and actually be. Yeah. And that's yeah, how I was in the defense right now. I was almost certain Jensen was going to be traded before oh, the yeah. beginning of the season. Yeah. But he just kind of stole my thunder there. I, I was going to say he's probably trade bait, you know, pretty much no matter what, depending on how he plays. Yeah. I, I so, so far, I don't think there there's anyone doing extremely bad except for the people who are play, paid a lot of money, which yep. I guess makes sense. Uh, and you know who else has been good? Jimmy Howard. So lay the fuck off of Jimmy Howard. Jesus I have Christ. I not said anything about Jimmy this year. <laughs> These losses are, in, they are in no way Howard's fault. No, no way. The CB, the Columbus game, I wasn't happy about. That was a weak goal. Overtime, that is. I but just still, he saved them a point in that game too. Yeah, we'll cover a few things real quick. Red Kelly's number four is going to be retired in Detroit. 
uh, in February, I think. It is going to be February 1st against uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, who also have Red Kelly's number retired. Yeah, so So, it's fitting because I've got the the whole thing pulled up here. He had, what, two-thirds of his career – spent in Detroit, so it's it seems fitting for this the type of career that he had and for how long he's actually been in the Hall of Fame. So Yeah. So Red Kelly is one of the Red Wings best defensemen back in the Gordy Howe days. Uh one of the first offensive defensemen that he had a good enough speed and and puck handling to be able to join the offense and score. So long time coming, Red Kelly and they said it's all a hundred percent Marion Illich and Chris Illich's decision to retire Red Kelly's number. Red Kelly is still alive. He is 91 years old. And yeah, and, and I'm assuming if he makes it to February, he'll be at the ceremony. So. Oh, good. Applicator trying to be relevant and fighting somebody. <laughs> so uh, it'll be good uh, to retire that. And the last thing we'll end with tonight, we've got about five or so minutes to talk about. Is... I just want to touch on that, Greg, real quick. Yeah, go ahead. So I get retiring Red Kelly's number. You know, he's one of the Red Wings legends, four cups with the wings, all of that. Mm-hmm. Where is the love for Sergei Fedorov? This is literally oh, one of the greatest fucking players in the history of the NHL, not just the Red Wings. One of the greatest so, pure goal scorers of all time. Why so is I this think, number 91 not retired yet? I think we've talked about this before. Too, though, by Illich. We'll have to have a discussion about this at some other time because we can go on forever with it. Um, but it is because of the way he left to go somewhere else and wouldn't take. He was with the Wings for so long, wouldn't take the contract and left and left on a bad note and a bad reputation with the city. And it just wasn't. I. It should be retired, yes, but I think he's just on bad standings with Mister I, and Mister I never wanted to retire it. There's another name. There's another number that you could retire easily too. Number fourteen. I don't get that one, but anyway, you could retire Konstantinov's number. You could retire Konstantinov is already kind of like a not truly retire, but no one's allowed to have it. That's that's the way fourteen should be. I don't understand why anybody but Shanahan can wear that number. I don't get it. So anyway, what we'll end with, and we've got yeah about five minutes to cover it, is the Anthony Mantha. God, I hate people so much. The Anthony Mantha, oh my God, why isn't he traded topic? Welcome, Jake. So there's this thing going around now by people who don't pay attention to anything and have zero knowledge. Jake does, and that's the frustrating part. I'm going to I'm gonna keep calling him out on this because he is the reason this subject has come up. So the thing going around is Anthony Mantha, apparently because he is not good defensively and the past for the past four games just hasn't played the body – like he's big enough and he can run into people and they're like, well, why doesn't he skate faster and run into people? Anthony Mantha's a power forward. Anthony Mantha is not a two-way player. He's not a very good defensive player. You know who else isn't a very good defensive player? Alexander Ovechkin's not a very good defensive player. Phil Kessel. Phil Kessel. The Patrick thing is, Kane. Any of yeah. those wingers. So Mantha does not have to be the world's most amazing defensive player. He will be a 30-plus goal scorer in this league. Why would you trade him, and what is your return going to be? No idea. He so, hasn't put enough to give you top-tier return, in my opinion. Like, to tell you how dumb people's trade opinions are, someone suggested today that we trade Luke Glendening and Danny DeKaiser to Toronto for Nylander and two prospects. I realize they that would 
That's awful, right? That would they... never happen, first of all. <laughs> that is like trading two pieces of garbage for a Mercedes. Like, that was really a suggestion? Yeah, no, that was a suggestion. And people were on the thread like, oh my god, that's a great idea. Like, <laughs> Toronto would be laughed out of the freaking league. They would oh, look yeah. worse this than, than worse in Montreal. They'd look worse than Montreal and they'd look worse than Ottawa. Like, uh-huh. why? Why would people even think about that? But let Ryan, give me your Anthony Mantha spiel. I so first of all, so my buddy Jake here, who I is in my Twitter poll about this. Uh, option C has gained a lot of ground in the fact that he should not do drugs because they're bad for your health. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, I looked at him and literally just turned back around in my seat because I just could not believe what the hell came out of his mouth. And, I, I mean, I can understand the sentiment. Yeah, he's a shitty defensive player but when he is playing defense he is a true force to be reckoned with he is a guy that is still not playing to his full potential and it's evident by the fact that he hasn't really done enough offense to start this season but he's shown spurts of what he can do and as this team grows he's going to be a key factor in how this team grows and moves forward he's going to be the guy putting the puck in the fucking net and on top of what your point was, is who are we going to get for him? He's not a guy you're going to trade for, say, uh, I can't even think of someone that's accurate right now. Uh, Carlson, for instance. You're going to include him in that trade? Try to get Carlson? What are you going to give up for him? Granted, this is before he went to, like, San Jose, for instance. But you're not going to get a top two defender for a guy like me, especially if you're trying to go a straight-up trade at all. You're going to have to include more players in that. You're going to have to include top-end picks, which you can't afford to give away either. So it's you got him, go with him. It's silly to try to think about trading him when it's been keep the keep the kids, play the kids. But now we want to trade the kids. Doesn't make any sense. To me. Yeah, oh. I it, it's just a dumb. I mean, I, I'm reading now even online. Someone says, "Can we just trade Nyquist? He's barely playing, and when he's out there, he doesn't even try." Are you kidding me? Like. I, I assume Nyquist will be a trade trade deadline piece, but you can't say that when he's out there, he doesn't try. They put him on the top two lines. He's clearly trying. See his little legs get going when he's skating hard. It's oh. like these, Pe- these people... people just, they want to be a GM of a team. And like, if you want to be a GM, get on cap friendly or play. Yeah, NHL. go on yeah. cap friendly or go play NHL or whatever. But can you come up with something that's a little bit more creative than something stupid like that? Like well, my, who's trading Anthony Mantha. And if you do trade Anthony Mantha, you better hope you're getting a lot. That's yeah. Crazy. Are you kidding me? The other thing that I get today is, uh, so someone posts during the middle of this game. So what are the excuses for Howard today? And someone's reply was someone must be checking the score on their phone. So <laughs> it's like people, they learn, they're not paying attention. They're not actually watching, or they think that all goals are the goalie's fault. Yeah. Well, people, people, I feel like this now too that the team's not that good. People, there, there's a lot more negatives to talk about than positives. So people just want to hammer home the negative. And same with like now. No, I saw something today that like drove me absolutely insane. It's like, what did they say? Uh, it was it was when the Red Wings posted that Cronwall was going to be in the lineup and Chalowski's going to be out. And they're yeah. like, they're just making up the Chalowski injury because Cronwall, hashtag, the, the hashtag play the kids, the veterans always tie goes to the veterans and everything. It's like, no, that's not really how it's been this year. 
so like what you don't know what you're talking about like i don't know it's just aggravating really and that's going for yep so i think that's where we're gonna we'll end the podcast on the loss to toronto (laughs) tyler uh final thoughts yeah, final thoughts is they better fucking beat the Bruins on uh, Saturday. Please, please. I don't care if you lose every game in October except for that one. Just please, please, please win that game. Ryan, final thoughts. A, a win's going to happen. This team is showing that they can do it. They just can't put a complete game together, and the youth is but the, the youth is promising, and I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. Keep it going in that sense. Yeah, I just like to see competition, man. If they're competing, they're winning in my book, and they'll win by losing. It's if you're the, yeah, finish in the bottom three in the league, and you're guaranteed in top six. So it's it's good. You're gonna lose. Don't expect the Red Wings to win. When they do win, be happy. Be happy the kids are playing and getting experience. I, I mean, I I don't know what else to tell you, but seriously, stop blaming Howard. Quit bitching about people underperforming. It's it's gonna happen this year. This is it's a rebuild. You've screamed for a rebuild. We're getting the rebuild. Fucking deal with it. And it's an actual rebuild. It's not one of these little. It's not one of these little rebuilds that you know. It's half-assed. This is a real. It's not a rebuild. Retired. Datsuk's gone. You know this. This is it. The Cronwall's gone. Leaving soon. Erickson. So this is a rebuild. Yeah, not soon enough. Exactly. But yes, I'm going to take us out here. I'm glad we're back. Hopefully the wings can play better hockey. But Greg, I want you to show your Twitter handle, please. Yeah, you can follow me online at bringing the wing. I'm also like me and I run the uh, grind line podcast Twitter about 90% of the time. Ryan throws some tweets on there every once in a while. So you can follow me on uh, Twitter at bringing the wing or at grind line pod. Uh, you can follow me at RD Ryan 33 and my misery of Red Wings posts. I'm not going to update <laughs> my, uh, my tally for one goal losses tonight. I thought we had one. That would have been three and four games. That would have been fantastic. You can follow me on Twitter at SealDog91. You can follow the Grindline podcast on Twitter at Grindline Pod. You can also look us up on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. You can also find us on Spotify and Podbean. For Greg and Ryan, I'm Tyler. Hopefully you guys have a good night, and hopefully the Wings can beat the Bruins.